Hello, welcome to a new episode of Supplycast, the podcast from the Healthcare Supply Association. My guest today is Brian Mangan. Brian, how are you doing? I'm, I'm very well, thank you. Nice to see thank you. Thank you for joining me. Uh, many people will obviously be uh, aware of you, would have spoken to you in the past, etc., etc. But we do have a certain template that like, we want, we like to follow on this podcast when people are doing it for the first time. So I am going to first of all be asking you, Brian, what it is, uh, what you is you currently do. What are you up to? What are we up to? Um, well, as you know, I'm the, the evaluation we on project lead for uh, NHS supply chain. So I've been yep. doing that for the last uh, four years. I've got my own business. And I've been supporting both uh, the NHS and also industry as well, looking at value, trying to sort of uh, really get a, a common understanding about what valuation procurement is all about. Well, we're going to come on to that because that's going to be the meat of this podcast as you are the sort of VBP designate authority at the moment. I've just I've just given you that mantle. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, but first of all, uh, we do like to ask people that are on this and haven't been on it before, uh, how did you get into, uh, well, procurement initially? I, I, I really don't know, to be honest with you. I mean, I started off, uh, left school when I was 16. I started off working on a post office counter. So I did, I did that for nearly eight years. Then I found myself in the stores and I thought the, the world had ended when I started working in the stores. <laughs> I, what, what I then decided to do was actually do my SIPS qualification while I was there. So I did. Um, I was. I ended up as the regional manager for one of the post office stores units, and then I got into procurement. And then I left Royal Mail in two thousand and four and joined the NHS, and uh, I've been doing it ever since. So I kind of really, for me, uh, the other profession has been really good to me. You know, I think yeah. uh, I used to do a lot of work with ships on the branches. I, I got my fellowship back in two thousand and fourteen as well. So for me, you know, really trying to. Um, you know, I really think procurement is great. The, the old one is I'm tight and I like arguing, so it's a perfect job for me. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, yeah, I think it's it's you know it's it's a really good and up to now I think the profession has grown obviously over the course of the years. I think there's a lot more we can do um, in in promoting the benefits that we can bring to organisations. So we might as well head into it now. One of the main reasons, well, the, the key reason why, why we're having you on is to talk about value-based procurement. I suppose the first thing to say is, or, or to get into is, perhaps you can explain a bit about what, to you, what that means, value-based procurement. Yeah, I mean, in its simplest form, it's moving away from uh, from price and looking at sort of the whole life costs of healthcare. So it's like, it's whole, it's whole life, it's not rocket science, it's whole life cost. And so, so the, my, my journey started on VBP, but I used to be um, at the procurement in a couple of hospitals. I did the Walton Centre and right into Wigan and Lake. And then when we set up Northwest Procurement Development, which people might remember back in 2013-14, I suppose it gave us the chance to reflect a little bit. Um, you know, I was typical in terms of a lot, a lot of people are in procurement, you know, quite adversarial relationships with suppliers. You do the usual stuff around, you aggregate, you standardise, you, you bring competitive attention in, and it's all about focusing on the price of the product. And I think really there's only so far you can go with that. So we did start it off doing a bit of work with the University of Liverpool. Uh, basically what we found was that, you know, we do have adversarial relationships. We are short term, we do look at price. And again, particularly in the current climate, if you're, all you recognise for is just procurement is reducing the price of the product, 
I've, you know, if that's not there, how can we as a profession continue to make this contribution? So value-based procurement for me, in effect, it's given us the opportunity not just to look at a price, but the bigger prize, which is look at the pathway mm-hmm. as well. So we're positioning procurement as being uh, making this wider uh, uh, contribution to the NHS to we improve efficiency, improve patient care, that kind of thing. So, in, in effect, a very long answer to a very short question. It's around whole life cost of healthcare is is in effect what it's about. How do you think? So, how do you think uh, we're dealing with it at the moment? I, do, I'm, I mean, I'm, I use a scouse expression. I'm made up the way it's going. I've been banging on about this stuff now, been knocking on for ten years. Um, it's it's something that's being looked at not just in the UK, but around the world as well. And I think the work that we've been doing in supply chain, looking at and trying to create these case studies, is people can see that it's not just a a theoretical exercise, it's something that's that's quite practical, that can deliver benefits. I've seen, you know, I've been literally talking about this, going out and doing presentations since around 2015, and both in terms of, uh, procurement and finance and the whole system. People are talking about VBP. We've got the department out talking about it. got nice. I think that I say the stuff that's being done on in the supply chain and the stuff on the website, you can see that there's a practical application to it. There's still a fair way to go. Um, the way I kind of describe it, you know, every NHS conversation we have a journey, don't we? And I think ours has started from the pilots, then it's been about this action learning phase, as I call it, where I created um, a toolkit. I've been working very closely with the TAMUs, the Catholic Management Service Providers, Management Service Providers, to really get them to understand how VPP can be applied. And now we're transitioning towards, I'd like to think the next 12, 18 months towards BAU, business as usual. Mm-hmm. So for me, you know, there's been quite a lot of, um, of uh, momentum and traction being uh, delivered with it. What are the kind of blockers that you encounter with trying to, um, you know, I, I think, endorse it and get it proliferated, VPP? Yeah, I think the, the standard one has been traditionally it's how um, efficiency benefits are recognised. So when it comes to, you know, again, working in, in, in you know, what's your job, you just focused, you just focused on delivering reduction in price because that's all you're targeted on. So if you reduce some bed days and improve efficiency, all these types of things, um, there needs to be a mechanism that the procurement people are incentivized to actually um, to, to, to look at VBP. So we've been doing quite a lot of work in the last 12 months with uh, NHS supply chain, NICE, um, uh, NHSE as well. And we're hoping in the course of the next sort of uh, couple of months been quite a lot of work being done that we will be able to issue some guidance around um, the recording and recognition of efficiency benefits. So that's been like the missing piece in the in the jigsaw, Bruce. Mm-hmm. What we're trying to do. So that's that's one. I think the other challenge is about your values are that strange word. I I, mm-hmm. I you know I'm I am fortunately or unfortunately enough to be old enough to remember the total quality management movement. And when it used to talk about quality, you say, well, quality means different things to different people. Mm-hmm. And again, value, I think it's important for us as a health system to be able to articulate to industry what value means. So either the supplier 
coming in to save us ages to go with the pilots. So we'll save you two minutes in theaters, that will save you three million quid, whatever it was. Um, I was quite disingenuous to that particular supplier because I thought, well, it's, it, it doesn't mean anything. But what we needed to do really was to say, well, actually, if you save us half an hour in theatres, we can do something with it. And I think that's what we need to do is be very clear about what we want um, for value. So if we do those two things, and I think we're, we're getting better at it, I do believe that we'll, we'll have this common language, if you like, of, of value. And it, again, it will help with the, uh, the implementation of, of VBP. You said just a little bit earlier that, that what you're working towards in the next 12 to 18 months is it being considered business as usual. Yeah. Um, it, is that the key goal f- for you at the moment in terms of that? In terms of it? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, on, on a personal basis, I'd like mm. to see um, VBP. It's not, you know, it's not, first of all, you know, price is, a, is, a, is a, an element of the whole package. Um, and, it, and VBP won't necessarily apply to everything, but it will, where it does apply, I think that, yeah, it's having that consistency of approach. And I would like to say it being, you know, we've talked for, for a while, I've done some videos that put on the website, you know, what is value-based procurement? I think it's really just to educate people that it's not something to be scared of. And it's something that you can apply um, on a consistent basis in a number of different areas, which will benefit the health system. Uh, the you, you mentioned those three videos. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about those videos and where people can can find them? Yeah, it's just it's on the external website. So if you go on to the um, NHS supply chain website, website you go to programs and value based procurement. Mm. There's a learning resources. So again, I think I've listened to I think one of your podcasts before. What is what is value based procurement? Mm. And I'm, for me, I'm just saying, you know, you're trying to say demystify. They're only relatively short. And, and for those people uh, who do have a, a, an issue with my accent, there are subtitles on there, which is quite interesting. I think it's all, I, I did, did they get it right? Did they get because you, no, you, know, you get some famous fails, don't you? Oh, yeah. Subtitle fails. Yeah, so half a day to actually record the videos in about six weeks to understand them. So <laughs> that was quite interesting. But the, so it's all sorted now. But yeah, mm. you've got the likes of what is VBP. How is it applied in practice? I can't remember what the other one is, but there's the mm. three. Uh, yeah. um, one, something that I wanted to ask you about quickly, I, I'm, I'm going to ask for a sort of fairly concise answer to something that maybe there's another one. But how does this link in with the getting it right first time thing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think really, in, in terms of getting it right first time, the, well, I've been working with Gert for, for a number of years. We did one of the early projects with them back in 2013, I think it was on orthopedics. I think the thing about Gert is it, it's brought clinicians, made com- clinicians more commercially aware. Mm-hmm. So it's brought the two sides together. And what I've found when I've gone out and I've talked about VBP, two clinicians, it's like pushing on an open door. So I think they can see that, you know, you're trying to work with them to get the... Um, the best solutions for them, not just the cheapest products. Mm-hmm. So I think that there is there is a link in terms of uh, you know looking at clinical engagement and improving best practice. And I think we as a profession can play a part in it in helping them achieve their objectives. And it's working with you know it, it's seeing um, industry if you like of, of as being part of the 
solution and not just the cause of the problem. I think that's traditionally where we've gone. So it's it's maybe even sort of looking to see how we can bring them into the fold as well. Because we're all about, I mean, it's about pathways, we're about pathways, that's what the EPP is about. So I do think the, I think the two approaches are quite complementary. Before we move in, I just wanted to wonder, how, how do you, how have you um, gotten this, this um, uh, being bestowed upon you, this leader, this uh, of VPP, you know, you're considered one of the leaders of VPP and, uh, you know, tub thumping for it and that, and the position that you've got at NHS supply chain. Where did that come back? Did you just, did you just have a passion for it and that was recognised? Um, well, we, we developed both myself and uh, the team at the University of Liverpool mm. came up with the phrase value-based procurement. Yeah. I was sitting in, in, in the office and, right, and I invited uh, Dr. Joe Mayne to come and speak to us. I said, I've got this idea. Originally, I had a formula. Mm. I had a formula scribbled on the board and she said, well, yeah, I don't think that's quite right, but I think we need to do more stuff on this. Yeah. But that's where that's where it came from. And you know, there have been challenges over the years about what I've been trying to do, but I've got a real passion for it. Obviously, yeah. I know I've been advocating it, and I, 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 I believe in it. I totally believe in what I'm trying to do. Um, and I say to see it now at a stage where you know there have been knocks over the years, but we've kind of come through them, and to see it being. Uh, adopted at a national level, potentially uh, across the board. I think it, it's a significant achievement to, to do it. So yeah, yeah, you try to do it because it, I, I go back to what I said before, Bruce. You know, procurement's been good to me. You know, I never thought for one minute I, I thought of being in the post office till I dropped. You know, probably my my biggest aspiration was to be the manager of a of a, of a, a post office in Liverpool. I'm, I'm doing this stuff and it's been great. You've got, you got to have dreams, Brian. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, I think it's, it's, it, it has its, but you're trying to put something back as well. Yeah. You're trying to, you know, people, when I talk to the people who have been involved in some of the projects around VVP, uh, they, without, without doubt, all of them have, um, have enjoyed it, have enjoyed the work that they're doing. It kind of, um, you know, in lots of ways, it enriches the role of procurement. So that's 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 it, really. Brian, I am now going to take you to the what is the traditional final part of the podcast, where we, we whisk you off to our desert island, desert island supplies, and if and I know for a fact that you listen to you have listened to this section of the podcast before. Uh, yeah, just the so, uh, I'm looking for some really, really great answers here because you would have, uh, no doubt, have been giving it <laughs> some serious thought over the last few days as you prepared. Over the, over the, over the last five minutes, yeah. <laughs> Before the so, pod, I better listen to this. Yeah, yeah, I better listen to this quickly, yeah. I used to do that when I was revising for my A-levels back in the day. Um, so the first thing you get, a luxury item, you get an album of a choice, film of a choice. Uh, the first question I was going to ask you is, what luxury item would you be taking, Brian? I've a bit of thought. Can you class a mountain bike as being a luxury item? Yeah, I think so. I think if you want to go riding around that that desert island, you, you yeah, that's what you I do. crack on, Brian. Yeah. Well, I regularly go down to the... Uh, uh, I live not that far from the River Mersey, so I regularly yeah. go on my bike and have a, have a wander down there. So I thought... Yeah, a mountain bike might be a good idea. Have a bit yeah. of an explore, and, you know, back out. Yeah, yeah. So you wouldn't want to do it on the beach, would you? That's a that's one of the worst things in 
anybody can do is ride a bike on a beat on a on some dry sand. You can get the big fat tires though, so that's what you see. It's a yeah. racing show. Got push. Oh, oh, yeah, I see. So, yeah. so you, not only do you want a mountain bike, but you want some luxury beat tires as well. Exactly. Yeah. Right. I'll let you have them. So you, you want a, you want a sort of souped up desert island bike. That's the one. The that good, yeah. yeah. Um, what music are you going to take? What album? Uh, what album? Well, the uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm. I thought that's a, that's a procurement one, that, because Bohemian Rhapsody, years ago, one of the longest records you could get, value for yeah. more. So I think, yeah, <laughs> let's, let's do... That's uh, true. That, that's true, yeah. Okay, and I like the fact that you're you're applying some like some you know procurement economics to that decision. Oh, well, yeah, yeah you got to make the most. Yeah, of it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, and what film is it that yeah. you're going to be taking with you? You got to watch. Remember, you got to watch it. It's a film that obviously isn't just a favourite film. But it's a film. It's like, yeah, I can watch that a lot. Yeah, no one's sure that this this is going to be. It's the life of Brian. Okay, brilliant. <laughs> the, life of, the life of and the reason why I say that is yeah, it's a good film anyway, but. Believe it or not, I used to use it in Royal Mail when I took when I got my first procurement job of procurement manager. There's a bit in the film and it's called the Haggle. Yes. So it's in yeah. the so I used to use that as part of the training for the buyers. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. I don't think we've had Lava Brian. In fact, I don't think I'm trying to think now. I don't think we've had a Monty Python uh film yet. I don't think we have. Although now I've said that, I'm starting to doubt myself. And, I, and I'm wondering whether someone once picked Holy Grail, but I'm not sure. But it might be the first Monty Python film we've had, so it's very good to it's very good to introduce that yeah, to, the, to the podcast. The Haggle, you go on to the Haggle on YouTube, it'll educate all it'll, the it'll, it's, Yeah, so you think, yeah, well, there you go. Uh, and I'll tell you what, I bet everyone that was in that post office that was being trained by you remembers that, remembers at the yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Mangan used the life of Brian Haggle scene for training uh brian thank you very much for taking time out to join me on Supplycast. that's been very interesting i think also just kind of just adding a clarity there i suppose to very base procurement from um the guy that's leading it certainly in terms of nhs supply chain um so thank you for your time today oh thank you thank you very much okay and i hope you can join me on the next episode of Supplycast. thanks bye